Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Media Boat Podcast. This is episode 313? 313? 312. 312. 312. Uh, tomorrow's 312. Next week. No, wait. Yes, yeah, 312. 312. Okay. Yep, 312. <laughs> um, this is the Media Boat Podcast. Um, you're one-stop shop for everything music, video games, TV, and movies in that order. My name's Mike. <laughs> His name's Matt. Except it's not in that order. Um, <laughs> yes, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. Uh, welcome. As he mentioned, all that stuff and more, news about things, thoughts about things. This is our second show of the new year, 2022. If you missed our first show, it's because we recorded on New Year's Day. <laughs> yes. And what a day it was. What a day Celebrating it was. the end of 2021. Yes. Welcoming 2022. Um, we should get rolling right <laughs> that into was, things. That was me welcoming it. As you welcoming yes. everything. Welcome. Well, as you welcome <laughs> us into the new year and to the second episode of season six. Yeah. By the way, if you've missed any previous seasons or want to see a wrap up of you. previous seasons, um, <laughs> you can listen to our archive feed um, in your local uh, podcast catching feeds. Yeah, we're everywhere. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find us. Trust me, you'll find us. Yes, um, there's only one other Media Boat out there, and that is in New York. <laughs> So, Unless you're talking us. about the new, the media boat that ruined the Olympics. <laughs> We're the West Coast media boats. Everybody knows We're that. the podcast media boat, so that's how you know it's us. Yes. So, let's get rolling right into this episode, and we start with music, and we start mm-hmm. music with the billboard. We start the hey. billboard with the Hot 100. So one of my lessons, well, what's the hottest songs in the land this week? Um, people are still stuck in Christmas. Apparently, yeah. With the delayed Christmas, uh, people who did have delayed Christmas because of... <laughs> rising covid um decided that that all they wanted for christmas was mariah carey with <laughs> all i want for christmas is you mm-hmm. still your number one song without go away this week i guess we'll see you next week if it next week away. maybe there'll be a drop off uh some things maybe came out this week that maybe dethrone it oh something well we'll get to that, <laughs> we'll in, get a to that. Quick, in a quick minute here mm-hmm. uh at number two easy on me by adele uh, bumped it up from number five to number two, so things are starting to swing in, but that's the only shakeup. As yeah. number three is "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree" by Brenda Lee, mm-hmm. number four "Jingle Bell Rock" by Buddy Bobby Helms, and rounding out your top five, "A Holly Jolly Christmas" by Burl Ives. Yep, the usual suspects this time of year. Uh, until next week. Well, usually usual suspects at the <laughs> end of the year yes. during Christmas. Uh, as for your Billboard 200, your albums chart, uh, Adele still on top uh, with number one. Mm-hmm. Well, was thirty at number yes, one. Yes. <laughs> uh, and number two, Christmas by Michael Bublé. At three, Red, Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. Coming in at number four is Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. And rounding out your top five, why is he up here? Dangerous: <sighs> colon, The Double Album by Morgan Wallen. He followed us into 2022. So, I had an interesting conversation with the doctor about listening to Morgan Wallen. Okay. And I explained that it was okay, but I also listened to it before it was the double album. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't like it that much. <laughs> I don't know why people are just, like, camping this thing. There's other good country artists out there. It's... Especially it's fancy-like. <laughs> confusing. It's confusing. I don't know. It's especially the Applebee's song. Yes. <laughs> um, but, if you want to help dethrone Morgan Wallen out of the top five... 
Well, you don't have to try that hard because we have new releases. <laughs> yes. And actually, we start with surprise new release by The Weeknd. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, surprise Don, album. Surprise album. The, Dawn FM by The Weeknd. I guess he wanted to wait a whole week into 2022 <laughs> to surprise us with The Weeknd. Yeah, so uh, news came out the uh, early this week that there was going to be a surprise drop on Friday. Uh, we saw album art, which is The Weeknd as an old man. We uh, saw some guest spots that include Jim Carrey. I'll get there. Uh, but but yeah, it was, it was out of nowhere. The weekend, of course, this is his follow up to After Hours, the big um, Grammy snub to hit album that um, he did the um, Super Bowl off of, essentially. Yes. Um, and yeah, it was a big deal for him. This is following in the footsteps of that. And uh, yeah, I'll have more to talk about that in a moment. Oh, I also listened to this thing, and we'll yeah. talk about it in a moment here. Yes. Uh, and technically, that is the big news of the week, that surprise, mm-hmm. album drop. So we'll yeah. get to that in a bit here. But there are other albums coming out or that you can listen to. So yeah. this is a list of that just came out or coming out next week as so well. So the rest of these are going to come out on Friday, this coming up Friday. All right. So coming into your news, into your um, audio ears next <laughs> yes, Friday. Yes, your audio ears, not opposed to, as opposed to your visual ears. No, that's different. My visual <laughs> ears absorb light. <laughs> uh, coming into your news, your um, audio feeds next Friday include yes. Fragments by Bonobo, mm-hmm. Old Dead Young, colon, B-Side and Rarities by Broken Social Scene. I don't need to tell you that that is a collection of B-Sides and Rarities. That's, uh, there's also covers by Cat Power. I don't need to tell you that's cover album. <laughs> but I will anyway. Uh, we also have Sick by Earl Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is Sick with an exclamation point. It is, yes. Uh, we also have The Boy Named If by Elvis Costello and The Imposters. Hmm. Yes, that Elvis Costello? Yes, that Elvis Conce- still Costello, yes. around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. Uh, we also have Capri Songs by FKA Twigs, Voyeurist by Under Oath, and Brightside by The Lumineers. Not, not Mr. To, not to be confused no. with Mr. Different. Brightside. This is the son of Brightside. <laughs> <laughs> son of Brightside. Yeah, all that uh, Friday. Yeah. Um, I actually did end up listening to the Brightside single from The Lumineers. Okay. Maybe we want to check it out. It's like, oh yeah, the Lumineers were pretty good. All right. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. I'll talk about that next week after all it comes out. All right. But let's get into some music bits, shall we? And we start with some sources saying that Billie Eilish and Kanye West will be the new Coachella headliners along with the confirmed reunion of Swedish House Mafia. So, uh, this comes off of news that the, the uh, festival was going to change up the lineup a little bit since last year's announced lineup, uh, because that was canceled as well. Uh, yep. Eliminating Travis Scott, for obvious reasons, and needing to replace him in that slot. So, what they've done, it seems, according to someone who was a, I guess, a connection to Golden Voice... Um, yeah, they've uh, rounded up Billie Eilish and Kanye West, two names that make sense for this. But the order of operations here is the question. Uh, we know that likely Swedish House Mafia being the retro act, which is weird to say. Um, the would, comeback act. Yeah, would be the third night. That's traditionally the night for the the older mm-hmm. 
more like prestige experience right um, the veterans who knows where billy and kanye land in the first two or whether he's going to be credited as yay um unclear so yeah um sounds likely i wouldn't be surprised if this is your final lineup here now is rage against the machine still a part of this or not that's the question right if is, you're going for both it seems like this would imply that rage may be there but not headlining right Maybe they didn't want to after the fallout here. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Golden Voice should put out a lineup by the end of this month if the tradition stands. If they are also, if they're still planning on an April Coachella, which now could be up in the air. Oh, we'll get to stuff that's up in the air as um, we'll talk about later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Things getting canceled, things yes. getting moved, especially Continues outdoor and arena events. Yes. Uh, but we have more music bits, mm-hmm. including, um, speaking of Kanye West, yes. he has started recording Donda 2, the sequel to Donda yeah, 1. Yeah, you thought you had enough Donda, especially after that first opening track. No, you have not had enough Donda, according to Kanye. Um, this is his first time making a direct sequel to one of his records. So we'll see how that checks out. I don't know. Wait, I thought Graduation was the direct sequel to Late <laughs> Registration, though. And that was the direct sequel to College Dropout. Yes, yes. they were technically <laughs> thematically linked, but this is the first time he's naming something too, is I guess what he means by that. Um, we'll see. I feel like there's a, there's a history of Kanye announcing projects and never delivering them. That being said, so take this with a grain, grain of salt. So why not call it Donda, the double album? I think <laughs> I think by the time he's done with this, who knows whether it's still Donda 2. There's been, you know, like, where's TurboGrafx-16, Kanye? Where is it? He'll just call it Nori instead. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. All right, we'll see. Uh, but what we won't see coming to a yes. show near you... At least not this month. At least not this month, and at least not anytime soon, (laughs) is the Grammy Awards, as they have been officially postponed with a date not yet confirmed. So the Grammys are supposed to be at the newly minted (laughs) Crypto... No no pun intended. No pun intended. (laughs) Crypto.com Arena, formerly Staples Center. They say that everywhere now. Everywhere. (laughs) Um, in LA, but due to the rising um, COVID yeah. cases, especially in and around uh, Los Angeles, they have decided to pull mm-hmm. the award show. Yeah, um, yeah. The question now, the challenge is whether they'll be even be able to book Crypto.com Arena. As I just saw an article headline today that's linked to this that said, "Hey, will they even be able to do it because there's so much stuff already scheduled around that around the rest of the year?" See, that's the thing about <laughs> when Staples Center had it. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally block out 2 weeks yeah. um, for the Grammys so they can set yeah. up everything, rehearse yeah. and perform and tear down. But that's a lot of we space call... to insert into existing stuff. Yes. We uh, we here in LA call it the Grammy road trip <laughs> as that's when the Kings, the Clippers and the Lakers yeah. All go on a two-week road trip specifically for the Grammys. So a lot of people have to change a lot of things for the Grammys to settle down in a new date. Yeah, not just people performing, but talking about three, two different uh, professional mm-hmm. leagues of people playing. Yeah. And you have to say, okay, you're no longer playing here. you got to play in your home stadium. So, of course... Wait, can yeah, you play in your home that's stadium? That's question. That means that, likely, I would not be surprised if we see um, a change of venue here. For the Grammys. You know what they do? Go across the street to the Microsoft Theater. Maybe. I'm oh, sorry. 
No longer Microsoft. Yes. It's now the YouTube theater. Yeah. I would not be surprised if they do some, make some sort of deal like that. So we'll see what happens. Or they go to the Dolby Theater. Yeah, that's another Or is that still the Dolby Theater? I don't know. Who can say? (laughs) Who the hell knows? You know what I'm talking about when I say those things. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. We also have more music bits. Yes. Um, As David Bowie's estate. (laughs) Yes. um, Because David Bowie. Right. uh, Will (laughs) be selling his publishing catalog to Warner Chappelle for over $250 million. Chappelle, so, Chapel, I'm not sure. Uh, it's two, two P's, two L's. <laughs> it might be Chapel, but you've written Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they spelled it. Um, yeah, this uh, follows in the footsteps of Bruce Springsteen's big sale we yep. talked about last week. It's a pretty penny. Makes sense. David Bowie's catalog is pretty valuable. Um, yeah, um, I guess it makes sense uh, to do moves like this right now. It seems like artists of this caliber are all making the same move. Especially in the older, you're like, okay, give me the payday for my entire mm-hmm. catalog, and yeah. I'll go retire, and you can use it for commercial jingles. I don't care any- yeah. that much anymore. The estate doing it posthumously makes sense uh, for the estate. Mm-hmm. makes more money for them in the long term, potentially, instead of them making decisions themselves. Hey, yeah, go for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, put that 250 in a trust. Yeah. And let it grow. <laughs> Yes, growing the trust. Yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, What's-His-Face uh, needs to make another Warcraft movie. <laughs> Dunk? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Duncan? Duncan. Duncan. What's his last name? No, is I think not... Duncan is the last name. <laughs> oh, right, right. What's it? What's it? Something Duncan, yeah. Whatever. Anyways, his son. Uh, David Bowie's son, uh, who is a director. Surprise, that's his son. Yeah, weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, speaking of babies... The judge has dismissed Nirvana, the Nirvana baby lawsuit. Yes. Um, based on wording. Uh, word is that he's going to come back with rewording the actual yeah. lawsuit into whatever um, the judge will accept. Yeah, when we reported on this, and, like we instantly said the same thing. It's like, no, nah, they're just going to dismiss this. It's a stupid like story. Like, story. There's no way at all that anybody would construe the art of nirvana's nevermind as child porn no one would ever think that no one has ever thought that this guy made that up so of course they were going to dismiss it of course they were um you know what they're going to do to actually like get that lawsuit passed right get a lot of child pornographer people (laughs) to take the stand and say yes i'm a child pornographer (laughs) this is child pornography (laughs) They get arrested right after they admit it. Exactly. This is a parade. That's a really efficient way to get child pornographers arrested, I guess. Is this, is this album um, child pornography? Yeah, it's just, today in a very special episode of To Catch a Predator. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, we have more music bits. Somehow. Uh, somehow. Somehow there's more music bits happening. Somehow they haven't canceled us yet. Go on. Um, Il Devo. Yes, that Il Devo. Yeah, remember them? Yeah, from 10 years ago, 15 years from ago. When you, uh, from when you needed a last-minute gift for your mother in uh, 20, uh, 2009? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that Il Devo. Apparently, they will continue touring <laughs> despite the death of Carlos yes. Marin. We didn't report on that on this podcast. Flipped, slipped the cracks a little bit. But yes, um, one of the members of Il Devo, uh, the baritone Carlos Mar- Marin, uh, passed away. Um, so they are moving along with tour despite that and, uh, replacing it with a guest vocalist. A guest vocalist? Yeah, the name was in there, but it wasn't a known name, so I didn't include so, it. So, yeah. 
It wasn't Andrea Pacelli, so we don't... It yeah. was not, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> believe it or not. I, I try not to believe it. Yeah. All right. And lastly, in music bits, uh, yeah. MRC data states uh, over 74% of music listened yeah. to in 2021 was older than 18 months. I thought this was the most interesting fun fact in their data. This is also where you saw headlines this week uh, coming out about CDs uh, mm -hmm. going up in sales for the first time ever, like ever since like their peak. Also, this uh, uh, vinyl continued to grow. Um, but also, but I thought this little, little piece of data was really fascinating. Goes to show you that um, 2020, 2021 was a year of catch-up for a lot of people that had some time on their hands. Either catch up or try to harken back to the good yeah. old days of, yeah. Yeah. you know, early 2000s. Sure. I think also TikTok trends have a lot of peace in this. Yes. A lot of TikTok uh, viral songs are not new. They're older songs repurposed. And so a lot of people, especially teens on TikTok, are looking back to the origin of these songs. Be like, oh, this remix of this song was based on this original song. I'm going to find that on streaming. And now it's my favorite thing. See, also, movie soundtracks. Recently, a yep. lot of um, big movies like Spider-Man have used um, needle drops of a lot of older songs that have now become really viral in the, the kids' market. So, Well, they put it in there for the parents. But but they have the <laughs> side effect of turning on kids to music they're not familiar with. Yes. Um, also, um, speaking of TikTok, one of the TikTok trends recently that I've noticed a lot is... Uh, Kids trying to, like, basically saying, how many songs from the 90s or 2000s do I recognize? And it'll be, like, a top 10 list. I don't know if you've seen this. No, it's on TikTok, okay. but go ahead. It's really it's a really popular trend. Like, they'll do, like, a, a play 10 songs in a row, like, little snippets of songs. And it'll be like, oh, checkmark, I've heard of this one. Or, like, Red X, I haven't heard of this one. Or yeah. variants of that where a big group will, like... Side, stand on this side of the room if you've if heard of this song and this song and okay, you have I've it. seen that for different stuff right yeah so yeah it's it's uh it, so that's probably another kind of source of this is a lot of people are looking back into the wide library of music that they have uh, available to them so well, yeah. especially streaming it's easier to get into that yeah. um wide library than before easier than ever yep. so yeah pretty cool um i uh, see i thought you were gonna talk about the tiktok trend of was it material girl what? <laughs> oh, we'll get into this after podcast. <laughs> I have not heard of that. We'll get to it after podcast. Anyway. Um, Anyways. Those uh, are your bits. Those are your bits. So let's get to um, album of the year. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I was going to say week one. Week one. It is headlining album yeah. of the year right now. <laughs> yeah. Because nothing else has come out. Yeah. Um, the Weeknd yeah. with his personal radio station for your ears. Yeah. Dawn FM. Featuring Jim Carrey as your DJ? Yeah, it, exactly. Turns out, your existentialist weirdo <laughs> dear DJ to the end of times. This thing, so as we mentioned before, uh, was a surprise release. We can drop it on us on a Friday, which makes sense, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Here is the weekend. Um, and and it uh, stands as like a synthesis of everything he's done up till now. Uh, I really liked it. How much, good. how much 80s do you like? Because, <laughs> and how much Weekend do you like? It asks both of those questions. But it doesn't ask the 80s in general. It asks specifically a kind of 80s synth. That's, Pop synth, yes. Uh, but but not quite, but a little dirty. A little like... It opens with Depeche Mode. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It, 
it opens really interestingly because it opens in a way that you really never heard the weekend before he's morphed his voice in kind of a vocoded kind of way and it's an interesting way to intro because it's like throws a curveball at you before the rest of the album turns out to just be the weekend record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's smart. I think it, it leads it get starts you second guessing right from the beginning, which makes you less like more likely to appreciate when he does go into traditional weekend mode. And as we know, after after hours, after after hours, yes, traditional weekend mode now is basically Quincy Jones era thriller era kind of Michael Jackson kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. But with an edge to it, like with a weekend style edge to it, where there's also always like kind of a layer of like what's actually going on here on top of it. Of course, the best example of this is the big single, uh, Take Your Take My Breath, which is the Swedish House Mafia team up. Uh, speaking of Swedish speaking House Mafia. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, because it's like this, oh, it's this fun little dancing song that's about choking my girlfriend yeah it's weird <laughs> when you think about it but it's like the weekend it's, that's who he is at this point mm-hmm. this is a persona he's developed is fun dance songs with a weird kind of creepy kind of vibe to it i mean we did have this in the late 2000s too yeah he's always kind of done that more dancey as he's gone on but um, so yeah but then, yes, the, but Jim, the Jim Carrey. Right, we need to talk about the Jim Carrey angle to this thing. So when it was announced that Jim Carrey was going to yeah. be on it, people around the internet went, "What?" Turns out he's not singing here. He is, the, as you said, the DJ of Don FM, which is the titular radio station that this all takes place in. Um, in an interview, I guess the weekend said that what he wanted here is that idea of you're in a tunnel, you can't quite see the the light. That could be a physical, real tunnel like a journey that you're taking, or it could mean the tunnel of you're about to die and go into the afterlife. Whatever it is, it's a transition into something else. And so Jim Carrey is your guide through this transition, and he pops up a few times in the record, especially at the end. I think he'd yeah. be like, Jim Carrey is your yes. guide through all of this. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of the vibe he goes. Of course, important note, Jim Carrey's vibe whole thing lately has been of this weird existential thinking kind of like guru kind of thing. So it makes sense here, weirdly enough. Oh, see, I thought it just made sense because they're both Canadian. <laughs> I mean, that also helps, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it, so it seems like an out of left field choice. But by the time the album wraps up with Jim Carrey's words, you feel like it fits, weirdly enough. And you're like, okay, yeah, I accept this. Uh, this, And it's... Uh, it's a concept album that kind of, that I think is successful in what it's trying to do. I think that a lot of people actually might find some meaning in what Jim has to say by the end of this thing. Uh, maybe. Um, but it's a weird t- risk that I think is it works in The weekend's favor here. I thought it was just hilarious that he put an <laughs> infomercial yeah. in the mid- yes. towards the end of it. It's real weird. <laughs> it's a real weird choice. It's a real weird choice. Uh, I think the track is like called... Never trust an angel. Or <laughs> yeah, something. Or something like that. It's such a weird, it's a weird thing, but I think it works, and I feel it. The whole thing feels cohesive in a way, and um, it's definitely the the most I've enjoyed personally a weekend record. Outside of the hits, I mean, yes, the highlights is an the exception highlights. because it's a greatest hits collection. Yes. This, I think, works, and there's a lot of really good songs, and I want to easily uh, give an early nod to Less Than Zero as first big jam of 2022 that thing mm-hmm. rules it's catchy as hell um so look at that one for this next big single i think that'll be a radio hit 
Now, here comes the big question. Mm-hmm. Does it? Do we see the weekend at the Grammys? Uh, no, because he has <laughs> said that he does is not interested in attending them and not interested in submitting his work. I don't think this has a chance. I do see this popping up on some year-end lists if people mm-hmm. remember it, because I think it's really quality. I think what he's done is one of his best uh, works yet. If this had come out just a month ago, I feel like the conversation would be different, because I feel like people would have been hyping this thing up in year-end lists a month ago. But they missed the deadline. I don't know why he... Maybe this is a purposeful because choice. Because he doesn't... Uh appeal to yeah. any other deadlines but himself he is now has carved out his own world mm-hmm. that he exists in and he's able to make up his own rules and good for him i think he's deserved it i think that this is the moment after the the super, super bowl show last year i think we finally reached the moment those two things uh have, have made like yeah the weekend is he's through the tra- stratosphere at this point he's on a level he's on a new level i'm trying to think i think it was about 10 years ago, I saw The weekend in <laughs> yeah. Vegas, yeah. not knowing who he was. It's just, oh, it's The weekend. It's your own private my uncut own private gems. Uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, okay. I don't know who he was, yeah. but... Good to see him uh, come up uh, in, in a big, big way. So, yeah. congrats to The weekend. I say this is a media vote recommend. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. too. I had lots of fun um, listening to this. I mean, once I put it on, I didn't want to stop. Yeah, just a little dance at your desk moment. Yep. So yeah, uh, put that on. Enjoy. Um, I want to put this in probably end of the year. I know yeah, it's we'll really see. early, but it's January. Maybe we should hold January. off. But yes, you uh, know, it's I pretty like good. Start calling them out real early. You know, yeah. see them as I see them. You call them as you see them. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, anything uh, else you listen to? Um, no. Nope. Nothing's coming out right Nothing now. Came out. Nope. So let's get into some video games. Yes. And we start with new releases. Just two releases, and they're really PC ports. Yes, PC port time. The first, Monster Hunter Rise for the PC. Finally. Yep. This was a Switch exclusive, finally coming to the PC. A lot of people are excited for mod support for this, for better graphics. I'm uh, waiting for the mod support for this to turn all the monsters into Pokemon. Hey, let's do it. (laughs) And uh, speaking of mod support, um, the second one, God of War for the PC. God of War 2018. Uh, yeah, one of your favorite games ever. Yes. Uh, finally, it's a PC port here. So um, a lot just of before um, God of War Ragnarok comes out later this year. Yeah. Counting down the eventual days of it. Any advice for people playing this for the first time on the PC? Um, do all the side quests. Okay. It not only does it expand the story, but it gives you more time within the world. All right. And side quests can and can be cannot be um, tedious for mm-hmm. most games. Not in God of War. I feel like it helps expand the story when you do all the side quests. Cool. Not only that, but you also like level up pretty easier too. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, God of War, one of my favorite games, 2018 version ever, kind of <laughs> one of my favorite series. Yeah. Um, I'm wait. Let me skip the mod support to where we have Mandalorian and Baby Grogu walking <laughs> around with you. <laughs> Boy. Boy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let's get into some video game news yeah. because. CES happened, yeah. and Sony was there to say, we're not done with VR yet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. As uh, E3 may have been canceled again, <laughs> but big announcements are still happening. I included that because that was another big story that I could not fit in this week, no. but yes. Um, so we won't see LCD 3 because there won't be one. Uh, it'll be virtual again this year. But, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, new VR. Yeah. 
CES 2022 happened, um, and Sony was the keynote on Tuesday where Sony Interactive Entertainment fully revealed its next-gen VR headset, which is confirmed to be called the very uncreative name PlayStation VR 2. You know what? It makes sense. Um, you know, Facebook slash Oculus slash Meta. Meta named that thing the Quest 2, so yeah. it's there's a precedent set for it. And why come up with the weird ass name if it's you just want to say what it is? It's VR for the PlayStation. Yeah. Well, during the keynote, they also shared official technical yeah. specs uh, for the PlayStation Five accessory, and also confirmed the name uh, for its controller. Yeah, <laughs> which is the VR Two Sense controller. Makes sense. It keeps in the product lineage of the Dual Sense controller, which yep. is the PS Five controller. So yeah, and yep. naming makes sense. Um, it also Sony also announced that the first PSVR2 game would be Horizon Call of the Mountain yes. from Gorilla and Fire Sprite. Yes, a VR, VR spinoff of the Horizon uh, series. Yeah, um, which in the demo it looked like just a tour through yeah. the um, Horizon world. Uh, PSVR2 will feature 4K HDR. 110 degree field of view visuals with fovated rendering. I don't know what that means, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> Pause for effect. <laughs> <laughs> its OLED display will offer a 2000 by 2040 resolution mm -hmm. per eye and frame rates of 90 to 120 uh, hertz. That's fast, but you need it to be fast because it's VR. Yes, it's also right in front of your face. Yeah. Uh, the headset will include inside-out tracking via integrated cameras embedded in the headset, allowing games to track movement without the need for external cameras. This is key. PlayStation VR 1 required the PlayStation, PlayStation camera, camera, which was at the time an ancient accessory that not a lot of people held on to. I think we have one somewhere. It's in a box in the closet. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't know if you want that still. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> as well as eye tracking. Um, tr uh, tracking from eye movement. Yeah. Uh, Sony will introduce 3D audio and headset feedback, mm -hmm. which it described as, quote, <laughs> a sensory feature that amplifies the sensations of in-game actions of the player. I saw that specific thing as a red flag for some people on Twitter who were talking about this. Apparently, another uh, VR headset tried some of this um, force feedback in the headset stuff, and apparently it wasn't great. So, yeah. Uh, the question remains about whether this will enhance your experience or distract you from it. Because um, I, myself, seem like I don't want something vibrating on my head, but that's just me. Uh, possible over-sensory, maybe? Maybe, a little bit. Well, it's a feature, so maybe you can turn off the feature. God, imagine if something was like program to fall on your head and it was just like a brrr, and you're like ah log just fell on me It'd be terrifying uh yeah just motion like oh no like my right side's vibrating constantly <laughs> i don't like vr so this isn't for me but hey you know what um if they make cool games for it i think there'll be an audience for it playstation vr was of course one of the most uh, successful VR uh, headsets in that era because of how accessible it was, because you could just plug and play into your PlayStation and call it a day. 
not a whole day setup like the Vi- like the Vive and the um, Oculus stuff was initially. It was a first of its era. Now we're in a different era of VR. Uh, the Quest has established now a unconnect, disconnected, fully portable version of VR. This sounds like this will fall in the follow in the footsteps of that. See, I think that's where this one can be the successor of mm-hmm. all VRs. Yeah. Is you don't need extra cameras. Yeah. You don't need to have it plugged into a PlayStation. Yeah. And it comes with the wireless controllers. Yeah. You have free rain movement now. Yeah. You need to know where you are outside of like that space so you don't run into walls or other people. Right. It's but it seems smart. It seems like they made all the right corrections and um and they're approaching this to hopefully um, get it to a point where it's the standard. I think that they have a chance this time. They're not fall. They're not doing catch up as much. They're trying to lead, and I think that they have the potential to bring back VR. I wonder how much of this is responsible from the um, SSD that the PS5 has. I imagine that will help a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um. So Christmas 2022. Everyone's getting PSVR. If you don't have a PS5 by then, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Dance scalpers. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how many of these things they can actually make is the big question. Ah, uh, yes, chip shortage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to our second news story. Yeah, then. a little happy follow-up yeah. to a not-so-happy story. Yes. Uh, remember when we talked about Riot Games? Then yes. again, when haven't we talked about Riot Games? Yeah. Well, they have agreed to pay a $100 million uh, settlement of a class action lawsuit over alleged gender discrimination and sexual harassment. Under the terms of the settlement agreement, the League of Legends developer will pay $80 million to current and former full-time employees and temporary agency contractors in California. Yes. The additional $20 million goes to attorney's fees and miscellaneous (laughs) expenses, which is also included. The suit, which was first launched in November of 2018, when two former employees alleged that they were subjected to sexual harassment and gender discrimination. Yeah. Kotaku published a detailed investigation into Riot's allegedly toxic workplace culture that year, leading to a public apology from the company and a commitment to change its cultural DNA. Riot Games has agreed to pay just $10 million to settle the class action lawsuit in December of 2019, However, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing mm-hmm. intervened and claimed the figure should climb <laughs> to over four hundred million. So yes, that's the so context. They, they settled for yeah. one hundred. Didn't quite get up to that number, uh, and of course, we all will probably agree that the victims deserve more. That being said, ten to one hundred is a tenfold jump, and we should be happy that that riot at least moved the needle up. Um, I think that hopefully this money will be uh, will be for like to to help the people who were affected by this um, with financial, which is as we've learned as a society is the best possible way to help people who are struggling and are victims of things. Just give them financial power to dig out of the hole that they're in, whether that means getting more therapy, more health care, whether it means just being in a better state of living because they went through hell. And so I'm glad that Riot finally has um, done what they needed to do and up that amount. Well, they were seeking for 100, so selling for 100 million. Yeah. So. But what does League of Legends make on that? Like, I month? mean, yes. If you're talking about 
a game of comparisons here. They can afford to pay more. Yes. And I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just saying that at least they're paying more. At least, at least they, they got are, to yeah. that point. Yes. Do they deserve more? Absolutely, yes. But if this is the if this is a move that they're going to make, we should be happy that they're making the move. Uh, yeah. So. Yep. All right. Um, any other thoughts on that? I mean, I think we I think we summed it up. Now, uh, next next up, Activision, right? Yep. Next up, Activision. <laughs> Wait, wasn't uh, this Riot story our twenty? Yes. Nineteen. Nineteen, I believe. Yeah, because twenty eighteen, which we put on watch for 2019 just yeah just so many stories that year and they continue uh to exist stories about heck sexual harassment in games mm-hmm. and uh toxic environment in game studios and as a whole yep. two years later we got uh, <laughs> yep two years later we got a uh, resolution there somehow so. uh but yeah it continues it never stops uh unionize your workplace guys yep. all right uh, so come on have you played uh, any games this week i played some more halo campaign i've gotten to a really sticky place right now where i the thing with Halo, and just want, just want to real briefly bring this up. Um, if you've played a Halo game before, you've experienced this. The autosave feature, great if you're doing well. Sucks if you have the wrong weapons at the wrong time. Because <laughs> that starts a loop. You get stuck in a loop where you're like, okay, I'm stuck with fucking a weapon that has like two bullets left in it. And I'm stuck with a plasma pistol that I hate. And if I need to get to the next thing... I have to dodge all these enemies because I don't have the weaponry to get them. And the only way to get new weapons, there's no cash, like, they're nearby so I can grab something, is to kill those enemies that are firing at me. So it's just constantly go in and die, go in and die, go in and die. Oh, death loop. I'm in a loop. And You're in a death loop. So, yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, yeah, I might yeah. have to rewind yeah. the, the checkpoint a little bit to get to a place where I could reload. Uh, to play a little bit. Either rewind the checkpoint or restart the level. Yeah, it, the, the thing though, this isn't a level. I'm in the open world hub oh, right now. Okay. And so if I think if I reset, hopefully it'll reset after I got off the last mission. But that's what put me in this position is by the end of that mission, I was basically out of everything because there was a boss <laughs> battle. Right. So, yeah, that's Halo for you. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably get to more um, of that campaign. Hopefully wrap that up soon. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I played. Yeah. Um, I got Madden for Christmas, so I've been hey. playing... Um, like I said, it was one of the good Madden. So PS5 I, Madden? Yeah, PS5 version cool. Madden. Cool, So I've been playing um, some uh, Face the Franchise outside of uh, streaming it. Yeah, Someone Awesome uh, rides again. Someone Awesome, the running back now. Oh, okay. Oh, and I got pissed at it, too. <laughs> what did it do? Uh, what did I... Uh, what, did, what did the game do? <laughs> that's what I said. What did it do? Oh, so I had the... <laughs> Greatest performance a running back could ever have. Uh-huh. 350 rushing yards, four touchdowns. Nice. And I lost the uh, MVP of the week to Aaron freaking Rodgers. Ooh. Who threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Well, that's a great, uh, great uh, segue because, oh, he's actually not on your news. I'm surprised. No. Um, but that's a great segue into television because we always start television with the sports corner. Oh no! I'll give you a great segue between uh, playing games uh-huh. and going into sports. Okay. Uh, Monday night football. So last do, week do, do, I do. Uh, I had mentioned that I was in the championship game right. for yes. uh, fantasy football. Yeah. Um, my players do uh, fine. They hit their floor, and that's kind yeah. of what I built my team on is have a really high floor. Yeah. So if I hit a ceiling, I'm way above everyone else. Sure. 
So my floor is like everyone else that has to hit their ceiling. Yeah. It's kind of like that, um, like, you want, like, the high floor or the high ceiling <laughs> kind of dilemma. Sure, yeah. So, um, I went with the high floor. Uh, my team consisted of the number one fantasy quarterback on the year, the number one fantasy running back on the year, and the number one wide receiver on the year. Okay. Uh, that being of Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, and Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. Thomas. Yes, <laughs> JTT. Uh, on my team. Mm-hmm. Managed to put up 117 points. Okay. That's a, that's a really high floor. Because they only got like maybe two touchdowns or three touchdowns on the year or on the week. Okay. My opponent, who is also uh, my doctor, <laughs> played Joe Burrow, who threw for almost for another like 500 yards on the day. Just under his previous week of throwing for 500 yards. Over the course of two weeks, he threw for 1,000 yards. Like, he balled out of his mind. <laughs> then uh, she also played the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, mm-hmm. who, over the course of the year, had maybe a total of 20 catches. Over the course of the last two weeks in the season, 16 catches, 8 per game, for 150 yards each game. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, good, all her players are sucking. And then these two <laughs> players come out of nowhere and hit 70 points between wow. them. And so it all came down to Nick Chubb on Monday Night Football. <laughs> I had no one else to play. And she had Nick Chubb Nick versus Chubb. the Steelers. What an unfortunate name. Yes. All Nick Chubb had to do was get six points. <laughs> if he scored a touchdown, mm-hmm. if he crossed the goal line in any form, I lose. I love when a Chubb scores a touchdown. Yeah, I love when a Chubb gets across that line. Mm-hmm. Across that goal line. Yeah. And, and celebrates getting in. Penetrates the defense. Yep. Penetrates uh, through to the end zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So Nick Chubb. <laughs> so Nick Chubb. Um, all game, like, the defense is just stopping the run, stopping the run, stopping the run. Uh-huh. The Browns can't do anything against the Steelers. <laughs> Until they get to the goal line. They get all the way down there. Mm-hmm. They line up for eye formation, jumbo package. Everyone's crowding the line. Nick Chubb's in the backfield, and then they run my favorite play to run at the goal line. Uh-huh. Tight end hot pass. I know. I used to play Madden with you. I am aware. <laughs> they fake it to Nick Chubb. He doesn't get the score. They throw it to the end zone, score the touchdown. Nick Chubb does not hit 60 yards on the day. Yeah. I win by two points. Wow. Unbelievable. By two points, I am the fantasy champion. So thanks to Nick Chubb's jumbo package. Yes, thanks to thanks to running my favorite play. Yes, you can say Nick Chubb's jumbo package. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that has to be the name of the podcast. <laughs> Nick Chubb's jumbo package. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not usually how we do these things, but no, but it's a great name. Pretty good. Anyways, but yeah, um, Nick Chubb um, did not could not pull off a uh, Monday Night Miracle and. Uh-huh. I walked away with the trophy into the sunset. All right. Well, congratulations for your win. Yes. Um, other note of that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Possibly his last game in right. Heinz Field. Right. Um, assuming they don't make the playoffs and they're playing, I think, Baltimore this week in Baltimore. So okay. we could have seen the last of Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, meaning that the oldest player in the league. Yeah. Still Tom Brady. Yeah, still. Yeah. Still. 
Um, in terms of the quarterback position, uh, second it would be Aaron Rodgers. Right. Who knows if he's going to move out of Green Bay? That's another thing to watch in the offseason. Sure but is. one thing we do know, um, who will not be returning to football at least anytime soon, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. Yes. So thank you for the segue. We move now in television into the sports corner, which point at the Otani jersey. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown decided he was done and he rage quit. He walked off in the middle of the game. Across the field. Yeah, and retired. While the play was going on. Took his jersey off. Whole thing. Yep, took He's his done. pads off. Just jersey done. off. Took his shirt off, took his gloves off, threw him into the crowd. So, did anyone see this coming is my question for you. I mean, if you watched Antonio Brown antics over the last five years. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you could have seen it coming. <laughs> But no one expected it in the middle of play. No, especially not when I was playing Antonio Brown that was <laughs> my fantasy lineup. <laughs> Wonderful. So he walks off what? with like four points, and I'm like, uh-huh. there's still another half to play. <laughs> like, you guys are down. You can easily get yardage and points. What are you doing? You my team is imploding in front of my eyes. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate for you. I mean, I ended up winning, so... Yeah, but <laughs> down the end. It worked out at the end. But, but not still. for Antonio Brown. So what's the, been the fallout from this? How have people reacted? Ooh, it's not much of a reaction, but the yeah. news that's come out between them. Yeah, what's happening? So there's AB for Antonio Brown and BA for the head coach, Bruce Arians. <laughs> it's going to get super confusing. All right, I'm ready. All right. So AB claims... That B.A. Yeah. was trying to force A.B. into the game, even though A.B. Mm-hmm. has had an injury, an ankle injury that he's coming off of and trying to play in. Right. A.B. claims that B.A. and the staff shot up his knee with um, some pain-killing drugs, his uh, ankle, oh. not knee, ankle, with some pain-killing drugs, which, B, which A.B. claims um, is harmful, according to the NFL oh, P.A. okay. But it also come out that A.B., the night before the game, brought an OnlyFans girl, who was COVID positive, what? into his uh, hotel room Okay. the night before the game. Sure. Um, a, or B.A. comes out and claims that has nothing to do with it. B, B.A. and his staff claim that they were trying to get... AB the ball and AB was upset because yeah. AB had incentives up to a million dollars if he had like eight more catches, 150 more yards, oh. and two more touchdowns. Okay. He would have received a million dollar bonus. Oh. It later comes out that AB and his client were trying to get BA and the team to make that bone that that incentive not uh, performance based but okay. automatic. Got it. In the days leading up to the game. Okay. So we have a lot of conflicting information. And yeah. depending on where you fall on believing AB mm-hmm. determines how you will treat BA wow. because of what AB has done in the past. Talking Ooh. about his stint in Buffalo for a week before being traded to the Raiders where he didn't even play and getting um, cold feet from cryo-freezing. Also his blow up uh, in the Steelers where he originally found fame with Big Ben mm-hmm. and now he's on the um, then he went to um, the Patriots after it's still with the Raiders because of Tom Brady yeah. where AB uh, what exactly did he do? 
don't know. I'm lost. No. Uh, a, B. Um, oh, domestic violence. Mm, right, right. Yes. And after a single game and scoring one touchdown with the Patriots, mm-hmm. got pulled off the team because of domestic violence right. um, issues. Which I feel like the league has not done a very good job of trying to like address. Oh, not in the slightest. No. But then when uh, TB went to TB, he brought AB to TB. God damn it. Um, where, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on. Where um, AB was supposed to submit a, a CV for a uh, COVID <laughs> uh, card, where uh, AB's chef claimed that AB wanted him to find a fake of VC. Right card to submit to tv so ab could play for tv without mm-hmm. actually getting the the tv shot got it any other records i could throw no in? i'm good okay we need to stop talking about this but yeah it's fascinating <laughs> this seems like there's some multi-layered drama happening here oh the whole like yeah you could write a whole book a whole <laughs> movie about antonio brown's yeah. life in the nfl and it would still be unbelievable. It's going to be a great 30 for 30. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, let's move on. There's other sports news, believe it or yes. not. Staying in the NFL, the Washington football team has finally said they're ready to fully rename the team with a new name and logo on by February, by next month. By the 2nd of February, we may have a new name. They will no longer be the amazing name of the Washington football team. To be fair... They could still very well be named the Washington football team. As that is a yeah. name up for consideration still. I mean, honestly, I think they should be. I think they should be forever punished <laughs> for what they've done by just leave, like getting the most generic name in sports. I honestly think they've earned it. Like, just leave it. Just leave it. And now they have an entire, what, two seasons now of yeah. legacy of having that name. So why change it now? Why, why throw that away when you have so much merch that you just got done selling for the Washington football team. See, take that entire sentence you just said <laughs> and replace it with Baker Mayfield and the Browns as <laughs> Baker Mayfield on the Browns is looking for a trade possibly in dur- during the offseason mm-hmm. away from the Browns. Right, right. As he has also not been doing good there. But then again, <laughs> not many people do good in Cleveland. And that's the thing is when you go to Cleveland, you know what you're getting into. Compared to going to Cincinnati, where right. Joe Burrow is currently lighting up the league. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, goes to show you one person, unlike a lot of sports, one person cannot change the entire fate of a football team, as much as some people would argue Tom Brady has done. Um, but so, Yes, but we also look at um, Trevor Lawrence right. and uh, Urban Meyer, or sorry, the former head coach Urban yes, Meyer of yes. Jacksonville. Right. It's not, there's no one, one thing fits all. There's no magical cure for a bad football team. A bad football team will be a bad football team. Well, and that pretty much goes with all sports. And unless yeah. you yeah. somehow yeah. find a way to make um, infinite Shohei Otanis on your team. <laughs> yes. Did you end up watching that? <laughs> I ended up watching it. It yes. was so good. It was so good. <laughs> they can't catch for shit. No. <laughs> Honestly, that is a problem with the show, I've noticed. So I recently, I jumped into uh, one other thing I did in video games. I jumped into the Xbox Series X version of the show. Okay. By the way, runs slightly worse than PS5, which I imagine is just because that team has worked on PlayStation, so it's optimized better. Right. So it's just slightly, frame rate slightly, but worse um, on Series X. And that's not the actual system, right? What do you mean? 
Because of the SSD and non-SSD? Yeah, running from the SSD, everything. Normal. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like because it's, they, they optimize it so much for being a Sony internal team for the PS5, mm-hmm. just slightly underperforms on Series X. So a little disappointed in that. However, it meant that I had to start over um, because the link to my progress doesn't carry over saves. Okay. So I had to start over to the show again, and I forgot how bad catchers are in AAA. <laughs> Holy shit, nobody can catch my pitches. It's so bad. There was I got four passed balls in a row from my catcher. Screwed us over. The They scored against us because of it. And I was like, I can't do anything about this. It's on me when it shouldn't be. Now they passed balls in the dirt or just... Like, they can't catch it. They Like, li- li- some of them were in the dirt. Some of them were way past to the wall. Okay. He just could not catch it. <laughs> I was like, this is absurd at this point. You can't catch a fastball in the zone? Then you shouldn't be playing baseball of any kind. Right. Anyway. That's why he's in Triple League. That's why he's in Triple A. He'll never, ever be promoted. <laughs> Sorry. I should stop ranting about my catchers. Anyways... Let's move on to other sports Anyways, because things um, are happening in other sports. Yes. Um, baseball, MLB, yeah. still in lockout mode. Yeah, still in limbo. Um, I assume we won't know anything until we get to February. No, we won't know anything until another month. So let's pause, press pause on that whole thing. Yeah. So enjoy the show. Uh, it's a good baseball substitute in baseball uh, dry periods. Um, but there's still new biggest news, I, I think, um, in sports this week to talk about. Which was about our old friend. The Joker. Yep. Uh, Novak Djokovic. In the news again as he has been denied entry into Australia uh, due to his vaccination status. So originally the story was that Djokovic was allowed to travel right. outside of... He was, gained, he was given an exemption. Yeah, he was given an exemption from his country yeah. to go into Australia. Yeah, that doesn't mean... That's going to be okay when he gets to Australia. Yeah, because the Australian government said, yeah. oh, hell no. You're not vaccinated? You yeah. don't have anything to prove of that? No. Then, no, yeah. we deny you entry into our country. Right. So he's been in this, like, limbo of, yeah. do I play or don't I play? And people come out saying, oh, you're not vaccinated? Well, you're part of the problem yeah. of why this is happening, why we <laughs> right. have these rules. Yeah, it's like... There's a solution. I don't want to go crazy here and say that I have the solution to this problem, but I have the solution to this problem. Hey, get vaccinated, doofus. If you want to play your sport, follow the rules. Like, I'm sorry. If you want to get the prestige of competing in this in this open, you absolutely have to follow the rules. It's like it's like being like, well, I want to participate in the uh, the tennis open here in Australia, but. I want to play by these rules that I made up for tennis. I decided that I can go and basically, if I hit the net, that's a point for me. That's what I decided are the rules, well, see, so I is, want to play. Well, see, this isn't Can't the rules that. for tennis. This is the rules for yeah. the government. But that's what I'm saying is it's the same thing in my mind. It's like if you're not going to play by the rules, then you can't compete. Literally, you cannot compete unless you play by the rules. That goes for Entering the the thing at, by the rules of the the organizers. I don't know. It just doesn't make. This is not like civil rights. It's not an issue that like that that matters in a bigger way. It's literally, do you want to play? Then get the shot. I don't know. It, it's not rocket science. I mean, for some people, it feels <laughs> like it. Yes, but 
It doesn't make any. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like don't make a big stink about it. Just get it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. Anyways, um, <laughs> Australia Open is still scheduled to go on. Yeah. Um, but Djokovic won't be there. And you know what? Good riddance. You know what? That gives someone else to come in and right. claim the title. New blood. For like, bring in fresh blood. Like, let some people get a chance. I think this is fine. Anyway, any other sports news? It'll just be no. Uh... Nah. No. No, no other, no, no other news. No, no, nothing's coming to mind? No. All right. Well, that means we can safely move on. I was going to say something about hockey, but no, yeah, not really. Hockey. It, it continues? Well, one, it continues, too. Um, for the brief period there, they stopped people from traveling to Canada. Right. Um, I have not heard anything if they've allowed people back or not. I don't believe so, uh, but we'll, I'm sure, have updates about that when they hit. Yep. Let's move on uh, to television news proper. We have a couple of stories here. Oh, that was the last thing. Yeah. Um, because of the rise, because we talked about uh, rising COVID numbers in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, the Super Bowl, which yes. is supposed to be held in Los yeah. Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Currently looking at um, other potential sites <laughs> should um, February come around and they cannot have uh, indoor seating. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, this would be probably not a non-issue if this was an open-air stadium. It is not. So yes, they do have to... <laughs> no, technically it's not. And so they do have to... That has to be considered. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Yep. All right, let's now move into those news stories for television. We start with a television and movie joint story, I guess you could say, because we're talking about the Golden Globes. If you've forgotten about the Golden Globes, that's for good reason, because as of last year, they kind of became persona non grata in the entertainment industry. Um, they the became, Hollywood Ford Press yeah. Association um, basically be, got a black eye Yes, <laughs> well, uh, this time last year yeah, due sh- to their protocols yeah zero trust in the organization and so that's led us to our current space which is they're trying to figure out their award show so the foreign press association revealed that it won't be offering up any sort of live stream or update from the beverly hilton ballroom so don't expect an award show as tradition has established it also don't expect the award show to be uh, filmed. No, we had already reported last year it wouldn't be televised in 2022. Now it's not even going to be live streamed. Mm-hmm. Instead, they will update winners as they're announced, both on social media and its website. Here's the quote: "This year's event is going to be a private event and will not be live streamed. We will be providing real-time updates on winners on the Golden Globes website and our social media." End quote. So just basically what I just said. The very stripped-down event will still take place on January 9th, 2022. So that is tomorrow. That's Sunday. As of this recording. Um, NBC has, of course, canceled the annual telecast after the uh, association came under fire for lack of diversity among its membership and for unethical business practices. The organization's president, Helen Hone, and surprise presenter Snoop Dogg, because he will literally do anything... Announced the nominees for this year's awards during a live stream on the Globe's YouTube page on December 13th. Just a little um, a- uh, addition to the story you saw today on Variety is that part of this not being uh, uh, streamed in any way means that they couldn't even get celebrity presenters involved. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad this is. No one cares. Here's how bad it is. Yeah. The Hollywood Foreign Press themselves don't want to present this. <laughs> no, so, yeah. 
it just goes to show you that finally, after years of people discrediting the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and saying that Golden Globes don't really mean anything, we finally got to the point where it's imploded on them. It's just disappeared. I think this is the cultural relevancy of the Golden Globes end, end now. So is this self-fulfilling prophecy then? <laughs> uh, Golden of the um, Hollywood Foreign Press basically poo-pooing everyone, so now everyone's poo-pooing yeah. back on them? It, it, I think so. I think it's just proof that if you don't evolve, uh, people just don't care. Oh, look, it's the consequences of my actions. Exactly, reaping, <laughs> sowing, dot gif. Anyways... Let's move on to our second story. Speaking of reaping and sowing, COVID continues to uh, uh, sow, its, sow its seeds as it gets worse and as worse. As we've noted on this episode. Yes. The Omicron variant has complicated some things in the entertainment industry again. A number of hosts and productions have come to a halt after several people in the entertainment industry have tested positive this past week. Late night hosts James Corden, Seth Meyers, and Jay Fallon have all canceled a week's worth of shows. Uh, Seth Meyers himself got COVID. No, no, they all three got COVID. Oh, they all three got it. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, well, they all got COVID. So yeah. everyone here got COVID as well as, like, members on their staff. Yeah. Daytime talk show hosts Hoda Kotb, Anna Navarro, and Whoopi Goldberg all say they also tested positive over the past month. Even pre-taped shows like The Amazing Race had to shut down production and restart the race two years later. And the revival of Bel Air on uh, Peacock? Yes. Yes. Uh, has been shut down after half the production crew tested positive. Even live events, as we mentioned at the top of the show, like the Grammys, have been delayed as the show is scheduled to take place on the 31st, but now it won't, and a new date has not been set. So, we're back where we were a year ago. Everything's being pushed back. Is this deja vu? I feel like this is deja vu. As, as Olivia Rodrigo would say. Deja vu. It's deja vu. So, um, yeah, the question, of course, remains, um, will this spike last? Um, what we saw with Delta was a very, curve. very high and a very, very big drop-off. Seems like that's the case for um, Omicron. Omicron in places like the UK, where we're already seeing a dip after mm-hmm. the big spike. Whether or not that's the case here in the US depends on a lot of variables. We have it's, a lot more people. Um, it's what people have been uh, saying, that Omicron is very contagious, so people... Yeah will test positive more often. So yeah, it remains to be seen how long the spike will last. Uh, right now, though, we're still in it. And as long as we're in it, things are getting canceled. So just expect more of this to come. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for television news. That moves into a couple of thoughts. Hey, sitcom season. Uh, winter back. Winter replacements are happening. Hey, they're back. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch anything this week? I watched something new. Okay. Um, by accident, but also on purpose. Okay. Um, I was watching The Bachelor, uh-huh. because new season of The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to put it here, because I'm not going to continue watching The oh, Bachelor. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just watched for each episode to watch all the girls come out. Sure, yeah. And all the fights would immediately starting, and the guy to just basically start macking on, like, seven <laughs> girls. Like, okay, you're the ones to watch out for now. Yep. <laughs> uh, but immediately following the premiere of The Bachelor was yes. the second premiere the re-premiere of Abbott Elementary. Yes. They, they did the pilot twice, yeah. as they typically do. And so I decided to just watch the yeah. pilot of Abbott Elementary. Yeah. I'd seen all the commercials of, oh, it's getting ready reviews. Oh, people saying you should watch it. I was like, yeah. okay. Like, it was on my radar, and then, like, the holidays came and I had zero time. So, all right, fine. I'll watch it. It's only half an hour. Comedy. Sure, I'll yeah. watch it. This gives me really good Parks and Rec vibes. 
the yes so i also watched this as well as the second episode okay. and uh yeah i really like it yeah it's a really good pilot it's funny the characters are charming the Parson Rec vibes, good point. I think that you get that because, similarly, your lead character is a very, like, optimistic, hardworking, precocious person. Who wants to do better. Yeah, who is trying to improve herself, mm-hmm. bouncing off of these established people who are maybe a little bit more jaded than she is about the place that they're in. Yeah. As the name implies, it takes place at an elementary school, but it takes place at a kind of hard scrabble Philadelphia, like... I like the Eagles reference. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia <laughs> um, school that's struggling. They uh, have uh, severe budget cuts, and they can't afford to get the things that the kids really need. It seems like it may be in a rough tart of town where a lot of kids are coming from broken families and have difficult situations. And so that's kind of the setup here. And so in a similar way to Parks and Rec, it seems like it's going to be an ensemble show mm-hmm. that's about self-improvement about being better and about like uniting as a community and working with each other's uh to, to get better and i think it's really promising so far yeah uh so you watched the first episode i just watched yeah. the one i think it's also on hulu the next yes, day yes 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 uh, but i surprisingly really liked it yeah um, it's good yeah like you said everything about it. like that, that main character is a strong lead character oh yeah she's she's funny yeah um and the, the, so far, all the characters are really funny. My least favorite is probably the, um, which now I believe is becoming a stock character, which is weird to say. The white guy who wants to be extremely, using this term sarcastically, woke. Yes. Um, I've now seen it in two shows this past season. What was the other show that was doing this? Oh, it was something I was watching recently. Um, has this exact same character in it. It wasn't Keenan, right? No, it's... Shoot. Another comedy too, right? Yeah, it's another comedy that's doing the same character. I don't remember what it is. Anyways, it's becoming a stock character that I'm maybe getting a little annoyed with. But that being said, um, oh, I remember what it was. It wasn't technically a comedy. There's a character in Dickinson, in season three of Dickinson, that's basically this character, except in Civil War times. Okay. It's weird. It's a weird choice, but yeah, so I had seen this before. But to some people, maybe it's fresh. Uh, but yeah, um, I really like the character so far. It's good ensemble, really good casting, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with the rest of season one. Really strong start. Yeah, uh, strong female characters, yeah. which is why yeah. I'm going to try yeah. and get Doctor yeah. to watch this. She likes strong female leads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. Yep. All right, but you also watched the second show. Yeah, so uh, Keenan, as you mentioned, is back. Uh, season two premiered after a uh, technically false premiere over the over the holiday the, the, break the with a break. Christmas episode. Yes. Uh, now is properly back uh, with season two. This a little less hot on. Uh, you were hot on it last year. I really liked season one of Keenan. I think they did a lot of good uh, good work with those characters. It's a similar kind of vibe of like a really good ensemble show. Um, really funny gags. Season two premiere, not as strong as uh, I think a lot of what they did in season one. Moments of really good jokes, but uh, overall the joke uh, ratio is not as not as great. Um, and the plot was kind of samey. Seems like they can only they want to go to the Keenan dating pool plot a little too many times, and it's like, all right, we did this already. Kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not my favorite plot to start the season, but hey, I still like that show. I still hope that, uh, uh, that it continues being good. Uh, new opening as well. Uh, they threw the brief little 
um, opening theme out and replaced it completely with a more sitcom-y oh, okay. thing. Um, which I'm not really sure how I feel about it. But other than that, hey, season two is the perfect time to try to retool your show. Maybe that's what they're doing here. Remains to be seen. Uh, watch the rest of the season and find out. Yep, we will. Uh, uh, I've also started um, watching Ted Lasso again. Okay. I figured something out new to watch. I couldn't. I was like, okay, put Ted Lasso on. Yeah. Trying to get the doctor to watch it. Okay. Um, one thing I'm shocked that you're not talking about here, a new Gordon Ramsay show premiered over last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you not watch that? I don't remember what it's called. Oh, it's called uh, Next Level Chef. Next Level Chef. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you don't have feedback about this. About, I felt felt like you would be right on with this. Oh, I watched it. Do yeah. I want to give my feedback on it? I mean, if did you? What is it? It's the next Gordon Ramsay cooking show. Yeah. What is it? It's called uh, Next Level Chef. Uh, Gordon Ramsay with Richard Blaze and Third Chef. Who's Richard Blaze? Uh, besides a really good name for a guy who oh he's the i almost made that a joke as a joke but he is the guy who made blaze pizza that is name spelled differently but yeah wow i didn't know that he's uh he's always on like guys grocery games richard blaze i don't watch it a lot okay (laughs) but he's like always on like like making the talk show circuit richard blaze yeah again typically has glasses on no no nothing nothing all right He's from Australia. Well, no, that's Curtis Stone. No, no, helping me. That's Curtis Stone from Australia. All I know, the only Food Network personalities I know are Big Strong Guy. Um, Uh, Mission Possible Guy? Yeah. Mission Possible Guy. Restaurant Restaurant Possible Guy. Yes. And Guy. And Guy, yeah, because he's Guy. Yeah. Oh, God, speaking of which, I guess I technically did also watch something new this week. Is it uh, Guy's Next Big Chef thing? I watched 10 minutes of that. And bailed. Yes. Holy shit, I could not stand anyone on that show. Guy's Chance of a Lifetime? Yeah, that thing. I was... The premise sounds cool, right? It's Master Chef, but with Guy. Uh, Kind of. It's it's running a restaurant, but with Guy. Okay, so it's not Master Chef. It's um, Hell's Kitchen with Guy. Hell's Kitchen with Guy. But but I couldn't even get past the intros because after, like, they initially started, like, basically arguing with each other at the mm-hmm. conference table i was like i hate all these people i cannot watch this it's the apprentice but with guy oh it's insufferable is what it is so i'm not talking about that here oh uh, yeah i got through that first episode oh I don't and know at the end did. i was like no wait all i did was a, just a, a, lunch, a lunch rush yeah what else can they do how far can they stretch this that's thing? the problem with that show is that it's not like there's not enough right because it's focused around guy's chicken restaurant so I couldn't do it. Yeah. So we did not watch that. Right. I mean, even if we did, I, I did watch it, but I also didn't put it on here because I, I was like, uh, no. "Let's try to squeeze all it's this." Excruciating. <laughs> yep. Oh, but uh, they are doing a guy Hawaiian style, which was originally a Disney Discovery <laughs> yes, you Plus. You mentioned that last week. Yeah. Too. <laughs> well, they're showing it on Food Network now. Well, there you go. Because of course they are. Eventually, that was going to make it there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways, wrapping back around to what we were talking about. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Next Level Chef is Gordon Ramsay's newest project. Uh, intrigue? Competition? Um, they split everyone up into uh, three mentorships like they did with Master Chef Season 10. Yeah. Um, but they all have the same ingredients. It's just a matter of where they are on the level. Are they like the pristine kitchen, the home kitchen, or the down and out, I've got to scrape by here kitchen? Yeah. And they send different foods on this um, ele- elevator shaft type thing where 
the top level gets all the, the best ingredients and then it doesn't get then you slowly get like trying to transform bad ingredients mm-hmm. into like good meals it's interesting I think someone really wanted to like make a three-layered cake into like a set design okay and then like shoot food up and down um oh, oh there's a oh god what was it called there's a movie on Netflix similar to this style where people like live in this like dungeness world and, like people on the top like eat good and then as the elevator goes down <laughs> people like eat like less less like the scraps oh uh, okay it's a it's a movie on Netflix I think someone took that idea Weird. and said hey let's turn that into a game show Let's get Gordon Ramsay so we can yell at people. It sounds like they took maybe the wrong lesson from that. Oh, yes, they definitely did. It's supposed to be like a socially, <laughs> yeah, like, economic maybe some commentary. Yeah, commentary got it. a little slipped through the cracks there. Yeah, they said, oh, no, that's a neat design. <laughs> Let's make that a competition. That's great. <laughs> it's like those people who watch Squid Game and what were they? They were selling, like, selling merchandise or something like that yeah. or whatever. I forget what it was, but there was something similar to like somebody who just completely missed the point of Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. <laughs> oh, the... that's what it was. It was the guys who did, 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 went viral on TikTok for making real Squid Games. Like, we're going to play the games in real life, guys. Wouldn't it be fun? Missing the point. With paintballs instead. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was missing, missing the point of Squid Game completely. It's like, yes. no, you don't want to play these games, guys. <laughs> Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. Next Level Chef. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, Richard Blaze. It's interesting what they come up with, but also, yeah. Yeah. Cooking competition. Okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Not, not as much yelling, though. No. As I would have uh, liked, but maybe more yelling to come. More yelling than Master Chef? Um, not as quite. <laughs> because they're, they have to work together. When is Master Chef and, uh, and or Hell's Kitchen coming back? Well, those are summer things. Yeah, I felt like... Yeah, that's uh, that's after, come. like, all the, the sitcom shows okay. and seasons. All right. No, no. We got uh, the, the return of TV coming back soon uh, with, like, um, your typical uh, hour-long dramas, 911, Good right, Doctor. Right, 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 uh, Chicago's Wednesdays. All the Chicago's. Yeah, all the NCIS's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Network TV is becoming so stagnant at this point. Um, real quick, before we move off TV, I just remembered one news story we didn't cover because it hasn't been confirmed, but it seems like all points are pointing to this happening. The CW, it looks like it might be on the chopping block. Oh, you mean down here under, um, notes for later? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I just want to mention... The shit I'm watching this. I just, I just want to mention that we have an eye on that story. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a possibility that Warner might be selling that off. Yes. So, so that was a joint venture between what was yes. CBS at the time. Right. Or via, it was Viacom at so, the time. Yes. So, Viacom, Viacom, so they still technically do own part of that pie. So it will be between the two of them whether or what they're going to do. But we'll keep an eye on that and report when oh, they yeah. finally. That, that's on my notes for later. Yes. Eventually we'll get there. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure you had it. Yep. All right. In that case, let's move on into cancellations and renewals. No right. cancellations or renewals this week. Yeah, I haven't we... seen any cancellations yet yeah. uh, since like the week before Christmas. We're given some time to settle, I yeah. think. Uh, so this the upcoming week. Uh, people should be getting back into work, back into the industry. Yeah. Uh, we'll actually talk about that in movies as productions start to pick up again. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll see productions not picking up again. Maybe. But in the meantime, we do have a few deaths we have to talk about this week. 
the uh, first one, big one, Sydney Poitier, age 94, famous actor of Lilies in the Field in the Heat of the Night. Guess who's coming to dinner? And of course, most notably, the first African-American man to win an Oscar back in 1963. Uh, people our age might remember um, when Denzel Washington uh, mm -hmm. won. Um, he was only the second and uh, did a little shout out to Sidney Poitier uh, in his acceptance speech. Uh not just uh, won the Oscar, but won for mm -hmm. Best Actor. Yeah, Best Actor, sorry. Yeah, not yeah, be specific. Yeah, be specific. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely a legend of film and television. Will definitely be missed. He was kind of an elder statesman of a lot of industries within mm -hmm. the industry. Kind of in the back, kind of like calling a lot of shots. Um, and um, I think the industry was better for it. He was a good uh, source of leadership and uh, legacy. And it will forever be remembered as a, uh, as really confirming um just black like black history in film like uh don't be surprised if this gets the loudest claps on the end of the oh, yeah. oh yeah this was very very important uh we move on something else pretty important peter bogdanovich age 82 director actor and writer uh responsible for films like the last picture show what's up doc and paper moon um yes another legend of of direction and in the film industry Definitely will be missed. Yep. And lastly, Jay Wolpert, age 79, a TV producer, producer for The Price is Right, and a screenwriter, wrote on Pirates of the Caribbean and The Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, wrote the original dress for them. Oh, okay. um, For Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. before Disney. <clears throat> yes. Uh, got his hands on it. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's move. Well, not cool, but you know what I mean. Uh, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> To our movie section, uh, where we'll wrap up the show. We always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. No surprise here. Spider-Man for a third week. No Way Home is your number one movie. $56 million, adding to a $613 million domestic total. Woo! Hot stuff. Is it going to slow down? No, <laughs> probably not. Number two coming in uh, with $20 million is Sing 2. That's at 90. That will hit 100 guaranteed. Yep. The King's Man, number three, uh, $4.5 million, $19 million total domestic. Nah. Still hanging in there, barely. Four, American Underdog, $3.9 million. Surprise hit of January, $14 million domestic. You know, it's that football season. Like, you want to go see a football movie? Guess so. Go see Kurt Warner. And then struggling to keep up with Kurt Warner, The Matrix Resurrections rounds out your top five with $3.8 million only sitting at 30 million dollars disappointing i'm sure for warner brothers uh, disappointing in terms of those numbers but streaming maybe i don't know maybe. um there is no confirmed sequel and yeah. numbers like that will not confirm it either yep 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 all right uh we talked about that last week uh, a couple of new releases for um this coming friday the 14th uh, Scream, the reboot of the Scream franchise, probably no, no, different screen. going for your big hit. If you want to catch up on the Scream films, I believe they're on Peacock. Yes. Uh, we might do that. Uh, Christy's never seen Scream 1 or 2. <gasps> I've never seen Scream 2. I've seen Scream okay. 1. I so, Scream 1's a classic. Yeah, exactly. So I told so her she had to see. It's the one that flips the tropes on I've only seen 1 and 4, which is funny because That's 4 true. is reflexive to 1. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I, um, we might have to do a night of Scream this week. And then you have something, some sort of Sesame Street thing here. I've not heard of this. What is this? Uh, so this is a new Sesame Street film that says it's coming out on the 14th. I've never, I've not heard anything. Starring Anne Hathaway. 
What? And the people, the, <clears throat> oh yeah, you gotta look this up. Yeah. The people on Sesame Street are apparently going to be evicted in, and they have to like raise money to keep Sesame Street right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How come no one is talking yeah, about this? Yeah, Big Bird. Um, <laughs> Bo Burnham. Spells. Rumored. <laughs> Chance the Rapper. I don't think this is actually coming out. Because it says it's still in pre-production on IMDb. I don't, I don't know. It still it says coming out. So. I'm gonna go with no because there's been nothing, absolutely nothing about this. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm on the calendar, it says coming yeah. out. I don't think. I think this was a placeholder. I don't think this is one, actually no one coming the out. Placeholder. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I don't think this is actually uh, coming anyway, out this week. Okay, then expect a Sesame Street yeah. movie to come out eventually. Yeah. So, Scream is your movie this week. That is, we know for sure, a movie this week. Yep. All right, that's it for new releases. Let's oh, move on. Speaking of calendar, Morbius supposed to come out end of the month. Yeah. Got moved delayed to April. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on. Alright. Into I'm about to turn. Um <laughs> No 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 that was right. Anyway. No 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 put that back. That was right. <laughs> Shake your word for it. Alright, our first story takes us to the wonderful world of Disney Plus where they get another streaming exclusive that didn't used to be. Yeah. Turning Red, Pixar's upcoming film is making it a boot turn, as you've said, yes. uh, and will stream exclusively on Disney Plus on March 11th. This will not be part of a premiere access launch. Instead, will be free for all Disney Plus subscribers. This, of course, was originally slated to be a theatrical release. Disney has taken its theatrical release completely, thrown it in the trash, and is now a Disney Plus exclusive. This follows Soul and Luca in skipping theatrical releases in favor of direct screaming. Streaming, screaming, direct to screaming. <laughs> no, that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah, that's what scream. <laughs> yeah, that's what we watch scream. Um, Kareem Daniel, the chairman of Disney Media Entertainment Distribution, said in a statement, "Quote: Given the delayed box office recovery, particularly for family films, flexibility remains at the core of our distribution decisions as we prioritize delivering the unparalleled content of the Walt Disney Company to audiences around the world." Meanwhile, Domi Shi who created the adorable Pixar short Bao, is the director of the film, and it marks she's directorial debut and also the first Pixar movie, about time, to be solo directed by a woman. <laughs> Took this long. However, don't be surprised. Pixar's next film, Lightyear, based on the toy, uh, not the, 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 wait, no, not based on the toy, based on the real-life person the toy is based on, Yes. still slated for a theatrical run on June 17th, meaning... They have quite a double standard on their hands, don't they? Um, yeah, sure Un sounds like it. Yeah, untangle this web a little bit. What are we looking at here? Why, in a world where Sing 2 is the number two film at the box office for two weeks straight, is Disney saying that there's not a market for family films right now? Because Encanto is not in your top five. But Encanto came out in November. Yes, but Encanto... <laughs> Also got everyone to watch it when it went to Disney Plus and not when it was in theaters. Do you think that's what's uh, fueling this move? No, I think it's just because it's Pixar and they can do whatever they want with that's it. That's what people are saying. So this has become very controversial of a choice. Uh, a lot of people are saying that, that there's a zero faith uh, feeling in Disney about Pixar's original properties right now. That they feel like Pixar's insistence on doing original movies is like 
shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, that seems to be the vibe that Disney is giving. Which is funny because you point to Coco and say that right. thing was a hit. Also, you point to Inside Out and say that thing was a hit. One of the most important Pixar movies that established the modern Pixar, in my mind, is Finding Nemo, which was original and made more money than any other Pixar film had up to that point. Oh, see, I think we're going to go before that to Monsters, Inc. Yes, but (laughs) Finding Nemo was the turning point. Yeah, it was was the Oscar thing. It made so much more money. And so, yeah, it's like there's no... I just don't understand if they're looking at history. Like, I guess I realize Sing 2 is a sequel, but that doesn't mean that that a Pixar film can't do... a bunch of money at the box office right now it's inexplicable it doesn't make any sense they just got burned so bad by Encanto that they're afraid now I don't know I mean Luca and Soul depending on where you landed on them yeah could have also done the exact same thing yeah Encanto but again it was a different story then uh, the box right. office hadn't recovered to the point we hadn't had Spider-Man to well, come in and say hey if you go back movies. further to onward as well <laughs> yeah because that was also an original ip right in the last mark. time they theatrically released a pixar film so yeah those are the last three films then right yeah we're not missing one right that's correct yeah. that's the last three uh so past toy story 4 it's mm-hmm. onward luca soul yeah and now turning onward, red onward soul luca yeah onward soul luca yeah turning red i don't know i think they're sh- i think they may be like are undercutting its success a little bit here that being said this is a win for me because it means i get to see turning red week one and on my birthday yeah um so (laughs) so yeah it's not bad uh but yes the double standard with lightyear however is hilarious because of course the thing with the franchise that people recognize is going to be theatrically released still now if that fails i think they really need to rethink their well they also have like the name behind it with chris evans as the lead character right lead voice actor and the marketing because Turning Red beyond a few trailers is not getting the push yet. Maybe that's to come, but um, we'll see. I feel like I heard more about Luca uh, prior to its release than I'm hearing about Turning Red. So, yeah, I don't know if they're sending this thing out to die, which is the vibe I think a lot of people are getting. So we'll see. I don't know. I love Bao as a short. Yeah, Bao was cute. Bao was really good. Um, So I have high hopes for Turning Red. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to our second story here about another Netflix pickup, Roll Doll. Well, we talked about the end of last year, how yes. Netflix purchased the Roll Doll library catalog yes. to be turned into films. And here's the payoff. Roll Doll's short story collection will be the first of his works to be adapted. The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar and Six More. And guess what? They're pulling out the big guns. They've signed on Wes Anderson to direct the adaptation. With the big name, of course, comes with big stars, including Benedict Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Ralph Fiennes, and Ben Kingsley being added to the cast. Anderson wrote the script and is directing the adaptation, which is set to start shooting this month in the UK. He previously adapted Fantastic Mr. Fox as a stop-motion feature in 2009, based on his work of the same name. So there you go. Um, more Wes Anderson uh, doll adaptations. I think it's a good fit. I don't know anything about this short story, though. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch will be playing the titular Henry Sugar. Ah. And his character, or at least his him himself, will be playing multiple characters across the six stories. Okay. Kind of the interconnecting person between them. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch has the range for it. Oh, yeah. To do it. 
see Doctor Strange trailer two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Sounds all right. Yep. Um, somehow this is supposed to connect with the already in production Willy Wonka version uh, Willy going Wonka. to Netflix yeah. and for Netflix to set up the Roll Doll universe <laughs> on their streaming service. Because everything has to be of a universe now. Because everything has to be interconnected. Everything. everything. Yeah, you got to have it interconnected. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. All right. Well, that'll do it for movie news. Did you watch any movies this week? Um, I was supposed to watch the Netflix um, film Don't Look Up. Yes. With, uh, no, with no. no time on my hands to yeah. watch it. No, all right. The, I, keep, I keep flipping flopping between do I want to actually sit down and watch this yeah. or do I want to wait to see if any Golden Globe buzz yeah. comes from it to actually sit down and watch it. I might. I do have some time today. Maybe I'll pull the trigger on that. Because there's really nothing else. Right. So. I mean, then again, it's, it's like, do I want to watch a two-hour movie or do I want to watch four episodes of Ted Lasso? Exactly. <laughs> you have choices to make in life. Right. Which is why, why I think Netflix does that is because <laughs> after an episode, you have the option to stop right there. Instead of with the movie, it's, okay, you got to sit through the whole right. movie. There's no breaking point. Yep. Yep. Unless you're watching Hamilton, which there's an intermission right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love an intermission. Yep. All right. Well, with that, then, that will wrap up movies and that will wrap up the podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening to, or watching this week. Mm-hmm. We were live on YouTube if you uh, tune in. If you want to do so in the future, you can go to YouTube.com and search Media Boat Podcast to find our channel. Like, subscribe. Whatever you want to do, I'm not going to judge you if you don't. And um, you can watch archived of our previous live and recorded episodes, as well as get notifications for when we go live on typically Saturday mornings with new ones. If you're an audio listener only, don't worry. We haven't left you in the dust in 2022. You can still listen to us in podcast form on many of your favorite podcast services, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, among many, many others. Just search Media Bow Podcast and you'll find us. You can also catch our year-end wrap-up episodes in that feed. We wrapped up the year in movies, television, video games, and music, as well as the year in everything else, including politics and our own lives. In um, a short five-episode series we did the last week of the year, you can check all of that out as well on our podcast feed. If you want to see us on social media, we're on pot, well, on uh, services such as Twitter at MediaBoatCast is our handle. There, we'll post whenever live episodes go up, or when recorded episodes go up, I should say. And then you can also find us on. Um, Facebook, Facebook, Google Play, Apple, Podbean, Spotify, Um, everywhere. And last but not least, if you have any questions, comments, anything feedback related, anything at all you want to say to us, mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com is the email address you can send messages to, and we will read them on the air if we get them. So please, hey, say hi. Say hi in the new year. We're here to help. So yeah. That'll do it for us. That'll do it. I'll wrap up. Yeah. Episode two of of season season six. six. Episode 312 of the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back for episode 313 next week with more thoughts, more news, everything that you love. We'll be back with more next week. See you guys. Bye-bye. Yep, we'll be back next week. I'll see you guys then. All right. Bye. Bye.